sweet to trust in him. You can never trust in God. You can never love God completely and truly and ever regret it. Hallelujah. He's done so much for us. We should count our blessings even from the beginning of the year till now in everything that is going on around us. You are still on top and you still have the the ability to come into his presence and give him praise. So in all things, always remember, give God thanks, for he alone deserves it. Hallelujah. Amen. Proverbs 4 verse 23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. What does it mean to be diligent? If it says you are diligent, it means you should be earnest in what you do. Be vigilant. Be continuous. Be committed. Be effective. And give dedication to whatever it is you are doing. Hallelujah. This morning... I'm speaking on the subject, diligence in service. Diligence in service. Diligence in service. From the scripture we just read, it says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. For you to be diligent, it involves the word of God, in your heart and they both need to be in sync in order to accomplish what the word of god says hallelujah being diligent in a service so we are talking about our diligence in the house of god hallelujah when it comes to diligence one way or the other we all fall short in one area or another because we can't all say genuinely that as we are living this life of Christ, we are doing it diligently. How would you know if you are doing something diligently? For you to live a diligent life and be diligent in your service, especially in the house of God, you need to involve the word of God. And the word of God not only the word, but it needs your heart. 
When it talks about your heart, it means your spirit. They both need to be in sync for you to accomplish the work of God. Hallelujah. If your heart is not in what you are doing, no matter how much you might study the word of God, no matter how much you might think you know the Bible, it won't work. Hallelujah. Somebody asked me, what do I mean? How can you know the word of God and then the word of God does not work? Then it means you do not know the word of God. You can't contradict yourself. If you know the word, you live the word. If you live in the word, then you cannot go in contrary to the word. Hallelujah. Therefore, you have allowed your spirit man, you have allowed your soul, you have allowed your body, your heart, to all be in sync with what the word of God says concerning your walk with him, concerning this life that he has called us into, concerning everything that concerns your life. And if his word says we should be in him and live in him and by him, everything about you should demonstrate that life. Hallelujah. We are all created differently. We are all created in God's divine special image. But he created each and every one of us differently. And for a unique purpose. I see the beautiful thing about it is we've all been created differently for us to follow God's predestined plan for us. And not just follow anything that we see or just follow the world. Because our uniqueness is all to be used for his glory. Hallelujah. When you understand why God called you, when you understand why you are in him, you will live your life to please him. And your life will be to glorify him. Hallelujah. How do we glorify God with our lives? You glorify God with your life by living according to the word of God. As he has said it, how he desires of us to walk in him, to be in him, to live and be like him, to fulfill his complete purpose in our lives. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2 verse 10. Ephesians 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Hallelujah. When you pick it line by line, he's telling you that we are his workmanship. So we are his. When someone says workmanship, he's trying to say maybe a salary or what he owns. So we are God's salary. Hallelujah. If you are God's salary, then you are always excited to go into people's pockets. Because when salary comes, people are excited. So God should, is telling us that we should be the excitement in people's life. Hallelujah. We should be the glory in people's lives. We should be what we are expressing. That when men see us, when people come into contact with God's workmanship, they should see a life of beauty. They should always be in joy. They should always rejoice. Because if we are God's workmanship, then we are God's representation. And anytime his workmanship are represented anywhere, the life of those people, or wherever they are, they bring good news. They bring joy. They bring happiness. And they bring every perfect gift that comes from Christ. Hallelujah. And we are created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Which means no child of God can do any bad work. Hallelujah. If you are in Christ, everything you do is good. 
Everything you touch is blessed. Whatever it is that you do with your life glorifies God. And everything that glorifies God is perfect. Hallelujah. Say, I am the perfection of God. Hallelujah. And you see, it continues to say, which God prepared beforehand. Let me tell you a secret in this thing. Before you are even sitting here, God had already planned your beautiful life already before he even brought you to earth. Hallelujah. But you see, for you to walk in that beautiful life, you need to sink your human spirit, your soul, your body, and mind to his spirit in order to experience his blessings. Hallelujah. Because he has already prepared it. He's not now preparing. He's not now going to make you who you think you want to be. He has already done it. All you just need to do is walk in it. Hallelujah. And when he says we should walk in it, before you can walk into something, you need to know about it. You need to be so conversant and the thing be part of you so much that when you are walking into it, you are so bold and confident of what you are walking into. Hallelujah. It's like saying um, you work in a bank. Or you are now, there's a difference between somebody who is working in a bank and somebody who is applying for a job in a bank. The one who is working in the bank, when he enters the bank, he knows where he's going. He's going to an office to sit. But the one who is applying for the job, he's now coming to even come and look for who he's supposed to see to even give his CV and employment letter to. And God is saying that before you even were made, before you even were created, he already gave you your position. He already gave you the life of glory, the life of beauty, the life of excellence, the life of divine health, where you know the word in your spirit. Now the word is what you speak. Everything about your life is in sync with him. He has already made it. So all we need to do is walk in it. Hallelujah. But it's so sad. Most of us do not walk in the will of God. Most of us do not walk in the word of God because we have not done what he needs. We have not done what it takes. We have not done it diligently. We have not taken our time. We have not dedicated our time ourselves to do the things of God in order to experience and confidently walk in the things that he has called us into. Hallelujah. You need to have a clear understanding of this. You need to know Christ completely and fully and live by the word in order to discover his purpose for you. Hallelujah. Let's go to Ephesians 1 verse 6. To the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. So once you come into him, he has accepted you. And when Christ has accepted you, he accepts everything of you and gives you a new life. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. You become a new man. You become a new species. You become someone who is just like Christ. And anyone like Christ is supposed to live like him, act like him, be in him and be for him, by him, through him. Because that is who he has called you to be. And when you are in Christ, you know no defeat. You know no challenge. Because anything that comes your way, you have the confidence of who you are in Christ and what his word has said about your life. So because of that, you do not fear anything that comes your way. You do not live a life of mediocrity. You live a life of glory. You live a life of power. Even when it seems it's not physical, your spirit man knows because what is manifest in your spirit would definitely be tangible in the physical. Hallelujah. It's just a matter of time. But you see, 
For us to experience this glorious, beautiful life, you need to serve the Lord diligently. Hallelujah. Let's talk about our spiritual life, our personal work with God. How do you determine how grown you are in the things of God? Or that your life is picking up? If you diligently and earnestly seek Him, you have a prayer life that is consistent. You have a word-steady life that is consistent. You have a fasting life that is consistent. You have a life that depicts His glory. When people see you, they see Christ. There's something about your life that always draws people to you. There's something about your life that always wants people to come near you. And that is because you have allowed yourself to commit to the things of God, to commit yourself to everything about Christ that makes your life beautiful. And when you commit yourself to Him, as you are feeding your spirit, as you are living in His Word, as you are acting out His Word and speaking it out, it becomes manifest in your life. And that is what the diligence of God does. When you diligently seek Him, when you diligently study His Word, when you diligently take time to pray, when you diligently take time to do His will, love your neighbor, walk in wonders, His wonders, walk in love, walk in His grace, walk in His fullness, everything about your life becomes perfect. Hallelujah. Because if you are seeking Him and your mind is stayed on Him, your, your word that comes out of your mouth are from His word. Everything you do revolves around the things of God. Nothing that will come out of your mouth will ever be negative. Hallelujah. Because you are so inundated with God's word so much that anything that comes out of your mouth is the word of God. And when the word of God comes out of your life, it is life. Hallelujah. It speaks volumes to any situation. No matter where you are, no matter where you are going, in every life circumstance, the word of God has an answer. So if you take your time to diligently study the word of God, to diligently walk in his word, pray, spend time to do the things of God, you realize that your life is a depiction of the word of God. Because you are whatever you feed yourself. Hallelujah. If you feed your spirit man with the things of God, it is also it's the things of the spirit of God that will come out of your mouth. Hallelujah. So if your life, it's not pleasing to men. It's your life. It's not depicting the glory of God. Then it means you are lacking diligence. Hallelujah. It's a gospel truth. And it is in His way. Hallelujah. For us to be able to live a life of glory, a life of true love, a life of true endearment, a life of patience, a life of peace, a life of faith, a life of hope, a life of trust. You need to live in the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Matthew 6, 33 says, You should seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all other things will be added unto you. Some people will say, okay, I think this scripture means that if I do what God says I should do, automatically I will get what he says. Or if I should pray, if I should fast for three days, I should study my Bible for one week and I ask God for something, immediately I'll receive it because I have done what God says. But that is only, it doesn't work like that. You need to constantly, constantly, constantly live in the Word, constantly walk in the Word. Because when you seek Him day, 
You seek him during the afternoon. You seek him at night. Every time of your life, you are seeking the things of God that concern him. He now makes things that concern you his priority. Hallelujah. Because you are making him your priority. And whenever you make God your priority, you do not worry about anything. Hallelujah. You need to get to that place in your walk with God where God comes first and everything is secondary. Hallelujah. When I say God comes first, it doesn't mean give God everything and neglect all your other things. But make sure that whatever it is that you are doing for God, His Word Himself will direct you with His wisdom that is at work with you to balance your life. But you cannot tell me that your work is more important than God. You cannot tell me that your sleep is more important than God. You cannot tell me that the food you eat is more important than God. Because everything that happens in this earth, everything that happens in this world, is made by God. Hallelujah. He holds time. He holds the food. He holds the air. He holds the work that you think you have, that you think you are on top of the world. Hallelujah. He owns everything. And until you come to that understanding that the God you serve, the God who has called you, He is not a small God. So don't belittle God by making other things more important than Him. The moment you belittle God, He becomes silent. And all other things that take precedence to Him will take over your life. And when they take over your life, that is when you start to experience certain challenges in your life. Because when you sideline God, God will not force himself on you. He will sit back and wait for you to come back. But as children of God, my word to you this morning is, don't wait for you to be in trouble. Don't put God on the sideline and wait when you're in trouble before you call on him. Hallelujah. Walk with him daily. Walk with him every step of the way. In every aspect of your life. In everything that you will do. Wherever that you will go. Whatever it is that you do. Whatever decision. Whatever life choice. Everything that happens in your life, make sure that Christ is first. Hallelujah. When you put him first, he will put you first. When you put him first, everything about your life is first to him. Sometimes we think it is prayer and fasting and everything that needs God's attention. When you give God your unadulterated attention, he will give you his full attention. Hallelujah. And when God gives you his full attention, I can tell you, you can live a life of beauty and glory, worrying about nothing. Because if God be for you, who can be against you? Hallelujah. If God is for me, who can be against me? And he's only said for me to be for you and for everyone who will try to be against you to be subdued, give yourself wholly and completely to me. Hallelujah. This is God's word to us this morning. He says we should walk in him diligently. Walk with him steadfastly. We should commit our ways unto him. Commit our life unto him. And everything that we need, everything that is needed in our life, everything that we expect men to see in our life will be made manifest in his glory. Hallelujah. Another way that we need to be diligent, aside from walking in the word and living, is in our giving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When it comes to giving, a lot of us fall short. Amen. You see, no one can outgive God. No matter how you try and dissect, try and give God reasons why you should give. Give unto people 
give in the house of God, sow seeds, do things that is needed of you as a child of God. Because if you are a giver, then it means you are a true child of God. Because who gives more than God? And if he are made in his image and his likeness, he's called us into a life of giving. Hallelujah. And when God calls you to a life of giving, he makes the seed available. Hallelujah. God always makes provision where he wants you to sow into his life. God always makes provision where he wants you to sow into a need of somebody. God always makes provision when he expects you to do something. You see, the reason why God expects us to give is for us to give a seed for him to stand upon, to open the floodgates for you to be blessed. Hallelujah. So when you give, it is not unto God. It is unto your own account. Hallelujah. So when you are giving unto God, do not give gradually. Do not give thinking about what will I eat or why should I do this. If you give to God grumbling, he will not give back to you because you sowed a seed into a wrong soil. Hallelujah. When you sow into the wrong soil, no matter how much you water it, no matter how much you put fertilizer and anything in it, it will not germinate because it was planted in the wrong soil. Hallelujah. So when you plant or you sow a seed in the house of God to do the things of God, to help a brother or a sister, and you do it gradually, and you do it complaining, you have nullified the blessing that comes with that giving. Hallelujah. So you will not receive. Anytime you give with an ulterior motive, or anytime you give, Thinking that, why should I give this? You have nullified the blessing that comes with giving. Hallelujah. And you see, giving is not only to the child of God. Giving is a general law all around to every individual in this world. He who gives, he will receive. Hallelujah. So anytime you give, don't give with a mindset that, why am I giving? I do not have. The moment you declare and open your mouth to say, I do not have, you will never have. Hallelujah. Until you get to that point of realizing that the one who I am giving to, the one whose behalf I have been called to give, he is the one who will supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. He is the one who is going to make provision for me to give whatever it is he has asked me to do, be it my time, be it my treasure, be it myself, be it my commitment, whatever it is that God desires of me. He gives me the grace and the ability to be able to give unto him. Hallelujah. So when it comes to doing things diligently, when you give to God diligently, he opens a bountiful harvest for you to receive from him. Hallelujah. Most of us don't like hearing about giving because we think money is so important. Yes, money is important to satisfy our needs. But money is not more important than God. Because God is the ruler of money. Money... It's just one of the meager things of God's blessings. When you talk about wealth, wealth comes in diverse ways. When you have complete peace, your whole being is inundated with the glory of God. That is the life that we've been called to. And when you have that glory, money comes to you easily. And money is the least of God's blessings because money is nothing to God. So if you make money more important to you, than God, then you are trying to tell God that the things that are of no importance to him are important to you. Then how then does he bless you with those things? 
which are of no importance to him. So when you make the things that are important to God, important to you, then he can give you all the things that you need. Everything that pertains to life and godliness. Then you can walk in that glory. Then you can walk in that bountifulness, in that abundance. Because he has called you that you will enjoy the fruits of your labor. That everything that you have given unto God, as much as you give unto him, he's going to give you a bountiful harvest for it. You cannot plant one grain of corn and get one grain of corn. You get a whole, a whole farm. Even if you plant in every line, you have at least four rows. And you plant one grain in each row. You will get more than two years of corn. Which means, whenever you sow a seed to God, he multiplies it a thousandfold. Hallelujah. So anytime you are giving to God, be it your time, be it yourself, be it your seed, be it your substance, whatever it is you give unto God, give it to him diligently, knowing that whatever I am giving to God, in whatever way, I am going to receive a bountiful harvest for it. Hallelujah. And see, the more you give, the more you receive. And the more you receive, the more God gives you the grace to be a blessing to other people. When God gives you wealth, he doesn't give it for you alone to enjoy. He gives you more than enough so that others can benefit from the blessing of God. Because if others are blessed by you, then when it's time for you to bring them into the saving knowledge of who they are in Christ, it is easier. Anyone can easily follow you to the house of God. Anyone will easily come to your to know Christ because of what you do for them in their lives. How much substance you give their lives. Whatever thing you do for God, when you do it with a whole heart, when it is time for him to bless you, and when it is time for men to give you glory, they give glory to God and bless God for your life. Because everything that you do for God, the blessing comes to you. Hallelujah. It goes to him, yes, the glory. But you are the beneficiary of every blessing that God has bestowed upon you. You are the one who has been called to receive all the good things. You are the one who has been called to receive all the goodness, the peace, divine health, success in everything that you do. Whatever it is you touch, wherever you will go, it is by doing things for God. It is by giving yourself wholly to the things of God. When you do that, then when God is blessing you, men will see it and glorify our father which is in heaven because when they glorify God and they glorify him for what he has used you to accomplish in the life of others then heaven rejoices and when heaven rejoices for what you have done for God the whole world will lift up a prayer and the whole world will lift up praise for you because you have done what God has expected of you hallelujah when we get to that point where we say, God, it is for you, it is to you, and until I do it for you, no one else must receive the glory. God is a jealous God, and when he gets all the glory, when he gets all the praise, then he will show you off in a grand style because you have given him all that he requires. You have given him all that he needs, and when God gets all the glory to himself, then now he can spoil you. Now he can show you off. He can give you all the wonderful things that you could ever think because he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can think or imagine and even if you can't think or imagine it what you have not even imagined that is how much he can do for you so as far as your eyes can see 
as far as your spirit can go, whatever it is that you so desire, you will receive it. All you need to do is do the will of God. All you need to do is walk in God's word. What you need to do is do what your father has called you to do and do it diligently. Hallelujah. When you do it with your whole heart, when you do it with your whole spirit, when you do it with your whole being, when he's magnifying you, when he's magnifying you, he sets you high above every principality and every power. That even in the spirit realm, when people see you, when people hear your voice, when people even hear you sound even speaking tongues for even a moment, they know that the people of God have arrived. And when the people of God have arrived, you yourself become a principality. Hallelujah. And when you are a principality, no other power can stand against you because you are the principality in Christ Jesus. And if you are the principality in Christ Jesus, then you are above every kingdom power, any kingdom that power that is from the pit of hell. Anything that is from the camp of the enemy, you are far above it because you have made God your sustenance. You have made God your king. You are doing what he has called you to do and you are doing what he is expecting you to do. And when you do what is expected of him, he now does what no one would do for you in his own way. And when he does it, he sets you above. And when God sets you above, no one can bring you down. Hallelujah. No situation can bring you down. No disease can bring you down. No challenge. No situation. In this year, so many things have gone wrong. The enemy has brought so many things to cry and disrupt the people of God. But you see, the reason why he cannot succeed is because of you and I. So far as the body of Christ is on this earth, so far as we are still standing in the place of authority in Christ Jesus, the devil cannot have a playground. Hallelujah. That is why it is about time you and I stand up to the task because we are in a war zone. Hallelujah. In these last days is a war zone. And for us to completely and continuously win the fight of war against the things of the enemy, we need to stand faster. We need to be standing firm in the things of God. We need to work diligently with God. We need to walk in his word. Build our prayer life. Build our steady life. Build our relationship with him to a point that when he speaks, you speak. And when you speak, everything is silenced. In every aspect of your life, in every corner of the world, wherever you set your foot to go, because you are walking in him, because you are living in him, walking diligently, steadfastly, earnestly, with dedication, nothing shall by any means harm you. Nothing can come near you. Because when you arrive, every demon disappears. When you arrive, every power is silenced. Because you come in the name of the Lord. The name that is above every other name. And in the name of Jesus, every knee bows. Therefore, when people see you and they mention your name, because you carry the name of Jesus, because you carry the power of Jesus, at your arrival, they disappear. Hallelujah. Fear disappears. In the name of Jesus. I always say it. And I'll keep saying it. When this whole corona came around, I keep telling myself, it is real. But anything of the devil cannot come near my dwelling. It cannot come near me. When it tries, it will be silenced. So it is my confession. Wherever I go, yes, you can be real. 
you are of the devil, but me of Christ. I am wrestling of the Most High. Nothing of the devil can come in my dwelling. Nothing of the enemy can have any power over me or anyone that is connected to me because I know in whom I believe. When you know the God you believe, when you know the one who called you and you live in his word and live diligently, nothing comes near your dwelling. When he gets to your door, he has to move over because the mark of the Holy Ghost is on you. When he gets to your door, he says, hey, I came to the wrong place. When death knocks on your door, it comes to the wrong place and says, if I come here, my plan will be destroyed in this world. So they will not even come near. And you see, the devil doesn't have any plan. He has just one plan, to, complete, to cause chaos. And where the people of God are, when we lift up prayer, and we lift up the standard of Christ, and we demand that peace be still, peace is still, even when the storms come, as Jesus was asleep when the storm was, that is the same power he has given to us. That everything that is going on around, that seems so messy, that we can't see the head or tail of, that looks like it has changed the whole dimension of living. It has caused human beings to come to a standstill. It has caused life to be transformed change in a different way when it comes to me when it comes to the children of god the children of god have a different sayer the children of god have a different confessioner because he who is of god he knows no defeat he who is of god cannot be changed he who is of god cannot be destroyed and if you know who you are and if you know the god in whom you have believed and serve him earnestly and serve him diligently and serve him with your whole heart and trust in him completely in everything that he would do uh, concerning your life you know that has he not said it uh, and will he not do it uh, and his word for your life is yeah and amen nothing can destroy you nothing can defeat you no sickness uh, can dwell in your body and thrive uh, no sickness can dwell in your body and cause anything uh, when sickness comes to your body you tell that sickness you foul demon of death uh, you foul spirit of death uh, in the name of jesus by the Holy Ghost uh, that is at work in me, uh, I command you out never to return anymore. And it will go because if you know who you are in Christ, uh, you fear nothing. If you know who you are in Christ, uh, you know who you are. You know who you are called of. Uh, and if you be for God, uh, no one can be against you. Nothing can destroy you. Nothing can destroy you. Nothing can make you bad. Because when you are in him, your life is glorious. When you are in him, your life is beautiful. And every situation, every situation in this world succumbs to the name of God. Hallelujah. So I urge you, if you were not doing it before, change your mindset. Hallelujah. I urge you this morning, change the way you think. Change the way you see God. Change the way you serve Him. Change the way you are doing things for Him. Do not do things for God like Adesika. Because if you don't take care and you do it the wrong way, on the day of the rapture, you will be left behind. Hallelujah. Don't, God is coming for a church without blemish. When he says he's coming for a church without blemish, he's coming for people who are ready for him. Hallelujah. People who do not care to do things for God. People who do not care to be persecuted for the things of God. People who can stand anywhere and be proud to declare that I am a child of God. And no matter what is going on around me, I will confess what the West says about my life. Hallelujah. Situations can be so devastating and frustrating in the physical world that if you don't take care, 
you align yourself with the way things are going. Hallelujah. But you see, when you forget about the things you see, and you look to things above, and you look to the God who calls you, the one who is the creator of the whole world, the one in whom all things exist, hallelujah. Nothing can go wrong in your life. There's this thing one man of God said. He said, the devil, the devil, he tempted the word of God. Christ is the word of God. He went to sit with Christ. He sat by him and tempted him. When he, after his 40-day fast, he said he should jump and he would give him the whole world if he should just bow down to him. He went to tempt the word. But you see, the difference, the devil knows the word and he can use it. But the difference with the devil speaking the word and the difference between using the word is the power that is at work in you. Hallelujah. When you know the power at work in you, when you use the word of God, then it has an effect in the things you do. But if you do not know the power the word of God has, if you do not know the authority in which you live, everything about your life will be moving to and fro. Any wind can throw you anywhere. Any situation can throw you off. But if you stand in the power and understand what the word is to you and who God is to you and who he is in your life and for whatever purpose he has called you because you are working with him steadfastly and diligently, then your life will be beautiful. Hallelujah. You will not fear anything. No pestilence that will come by day. Anything that will come by night. You do not fear because he is in you. He is for you. And Colossians 3 verse 3 says, I am hid with Christ in God. Therefore, for anything to have any effect on my body, this physical body, they have to go through Christ and go through God. And if you cannot do that, then it means I'm fortified. I'm protected. I'm shielded from wicked and, wicked, wicked and unreasonable men because nothing can come in near my dwelling because I am diligent in the things I do for God. I'm diligent in my walk with him. I'm diligent in my life with him. So everything about my life is to his glory. And when my life is to his glory, everything about mine is glorious to men. Hallelujah. I hope I'm preaching to somebody this morning. Hallelujah. Hebrews 6 verse 10. Hebrews 6 verse 10. Hallelujah. Hebrews 6 and for ye are, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. Verse 11. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. Hallelujah. So this is just telling you that until the end, every day, do not give up. Keep steadfast. Keep working in his will. Keep functioning in his word. Because when you function in his word without giving up, then the result is seen. Because no matter what may come, all he's saying is hold on to his word. Hold on to him. Stand firm in his word. Stand firm in his will to accomplish his divine purpose for your life. Hallelujah. God never forgets our selfless work. Anything you do for him, he will reward you. And when he rewards you, he rewards you openly. No matter what, no matter what the situation is, you just need to stay focused. If you are focused, and you keep on being steadfast and strong and being filled and follow the voice of the Spirit of God, 
you can never go wrong and you will never fail. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Second Peter verse 1. 2 Peter verse 1. From verse 1 to 10. But I'll read, I'll read it through fast. But my main emphasis is on verse 5 and 10. It says, Simon Peter, a born servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us, by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power had given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, hallelujah, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. Say, I'm a partaker of the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sin. Hallelujah. This is self-explanatory. If you are diligent in the things of God and in the fruits of the Spirit, you will not be short-sighted and you will not be blinded that you cannot see the work of God and you cannot understand and fulfill his divine purpose for your life. Because if you do not walk in him and if you don't diligently seek him, you do not know his ways. You do not know his path for your life. And you become short-sighted, even until the point that you can get blind. And when he's talking about blindness, he's not talking about physical blindness. He's talking about spiritual blindness. That we need to always be open and alert and sharp with the things of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's go to Joshua 22 verse 5. And it says, But take careful heed to do the commandments and the law which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. To love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to keep his commandments, to hold fast to him, and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. Hallelujah. Hold fast unto God. Hold fast unto the things that he has called you to do. Hold fast to his word. When you hold fast to his word, it builds up your spirit man. And when it builds up your spirit man, it builds up your prayer life. And when your prayer life is built, it builds up your revelation from God into your life. And when your relation from God is built, it, it takes you to a deeper place with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Even I want to use communion as an example. We should be diligent in taking communion. Hallelujah. Because it is part of our work with God. He says, do this in remembrance of me. He came to die for you. He paid that dear price for your life. And as he said it, that you should do it continuously in him. He said, the reason why we take communion is to remember what he did. And for you to always know that no sin is greater than what God came to do for you. That he came to die for every sin. 
and nothing should stop you from coming into his presence. If there's anything that stops you from coming to his table to dine with him, he's telling you that I paid for your sin and you cannot pay for your sin yourself. So as I have done it, you are free to live that life of glory. So always do it in remembrance. And when you take the communion, you are taking in his life. You are taking him in the remembrance. And every blessing that comes with Christ dying on the cross and receiving life, you now receive eternal life into your spirit. Your life is become beautiful. You receive divine health. You receive goodness into your spirit. And everything that is not of God is cleansed out of your system because you are putting into your system the life of God. And where the life of God is, darkness cannot reign. You are putting back light into your spirit. And when you put back light in your spirit, the devil cannot dwell there anymore. Nothing of the enemy can prevail in your life because you have allowed the Holy Ghost to take full control of your life. That is why we take communion. Hallelujah. Because you do it diligently. It is also part of the things that you do. That's so for the glory of God in your life. Hallelujah. Proverbs 12 verse 24. Proverbs 12 verse 24. It says, The hand of the diligent will rule, but the lazy man should be put to forced labor. Anyone who is diligent in the things of God will walk in corridors of power. Hallelujah. If you do the things of God diligently, like I said, he will lift you high above. And when you are lifted in high levels in the spirit, so shall it be manifest in the physical. Hallelujah. But anyone who is lazy in the things of God, you would always be forced to work for people. You would always be forced to be living like a beggar. You would always be forced to see your life as a life of mediocrity. People will always look down on you. People will always treat you anywhere. But anyone who labors in the Lord diligently and does his will, God uplifts you to a place of power. God uplifts you to a place of glory. So for you to experience power and respect and unction of God's glory, you need to be diligent in ruling in the things of God. Hallelujah. And verse 27 says, The lazy man does not roast what he took in hunting. But diligence is man's precious possession. For you to do the things of God well, you need to do it diligently. And walk in earnestness. Be conscious that whatever it is I'm doing for God, I'm doing it with all my heart and diligence in what I do. For my reward is greater. Hallelujah. Diligence makes you stand among kings. And it helps you to walk in corridors of power and high places. Hallelujah. In these last days, we need to be diligent in doing the work of God. We need to be diligent in living and serving God in our personal lives. And in every area of our life, we should show forth God's goodness. We should show forth his life. Hallelujah. And if we do that, we should be making sure that in everything that we do for God, we are not missing the first flight. Hallelujah. The first flight is the rapture. Trust me, I don't want to be here for the second flight. Because I do not want to go through that pain, that tribulation, when the devil is having a fused play with the children of God. So I want to go on the first flight. I want you to have that mindset. When the rapture, God comes to rapture the church, I'm on that first flight and I'm not missing it. But to do that, you need to make a conscious effort to be diligent, to walk in the things of God. Hallelujah. And therefore, when you do that, make sure that you are always at peace with your life in Christ. You are always walking in glory. Hallelujah. In Isaiah 60 verse 22. 
Isaiah 60, verse 22. It says, A little one shall become a thousand, a small one, a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in this time. Hallelujah. In these last days, God is hastening up his blessings upon his children. But you need to align yourself. You need to position yourself to receive. Because there's a new wave. There's a wind of revival coming. There's a wind of glory and excellence and power. A season has come in these last days where God wants to show forth his glory physically and spiritually to all his children. But you need to manifest and align yourself to be able to receive from God. And that when the time is right, and that time is nice, is now, it will happen. Just be diligent. Just be steadfast. Just be earnest. And just be committed and dedicated to the things you do for God. Hallelujah. I want you to open up your mouth. As you've heard the Lord's word. Where you think you have not been diligent with God. Talk to God right now. Tell him, Lord, if it is even fear. Fear has gripped the world so much that we have forgotten about God. Talk to God. Tell him, speak to yourself. Say you rebuke the spirit of fear in your life. And fear is one of the major factors that stops you from being diligent or doing the things of God. I want you to open up your mouth. Declare that I rebuke the spirit of fear in my life. Anything that is stopping me, hindering me, that is distracting me from being diligent and from walking completely in the fullness of God's blessing. Father, this morning, uh, I make a declaration that there's a change and there's a shift in the spirit. Uh, open up your mouth and pray. Makayana Lababa, Rababa Sokorobo Sabaya, Ragabando Lobo Sabanabaha, Regabelebe Santa Cabaya, Ranta Cabanaba Son de Belebeaca, Ramande Lebe Campanabayon de Lebaha, Iba Cantalabayan de Belebasoka, in the name of Jesus, Pacatobo Rabaha. I declare, I decree that fear is rebuked out of the souls, out of the minds of your children right now, in the name of Jesus. Every hindrance, any Anything stopping us uh, from fulfilling uh, and walking in your complete glory, uh, we destroy and we cut it off uh, right now uh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, open up my mouth, uh, declare the Lord from today. Uh, my light to shine so bright, uh, and men will see your glory in my life. Uh, and as my glory is being sown, uh, so some men uh, come to the saving knowledge uh, of who they are in you. Uh, and lift up prayer for all men. Uh.